Welcome to episode 175 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Limont's Anthony Uber, Mick, and let me introduce you to the rest of the team. All right, next up is the man who is the podcast answer to booking.com. Welcome, Alex. Hello, everyone. Uh, very efficient, also very good at it. Good at booking hotels. None better, I would say, at least in this podcast. <laughs> Next up is the man who's most likely to say, you blokes are fucked during a night out in Ballarat. Welcome, David. Blokes are fucked because um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, Alex, but I booked our whole Japanese trip together, mate. So <laughs> if you want to claim best practice of booking hotels, try and do four or five of them in the space of 10 days. I think, I think you're wrong. You Thailand one too. <laughs> you're actually <laughs> wrong, Paul. Like we just, it just some fairies booked it. Manifested. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just manifested the booking. Definitely wasn't you, mate. Anyway, you blokes are fucked. <laughs> and lastly, the man who looks at the beach town and goes, that'll make a good blanket. Welcome, Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> make it to stay warm. Anything on a chilly Ballarat evening. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome one and all to the Frederick Sock. Company studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by InsideJokes.com and Big Love <laughs> Enterprises. So, <laughs> so we'll start off with Australian cricket news because that's the main news that we actually give a damn about. And we're going to kick off with uh, what was for a while the biggest story going around Australian cricket in the last couple of weeks. That was Justin Langer losing his goddamn fucking mind at a fucking something in Perth. So um, the former cricket coach has revealed the moment he clashed with interim Cricket Australia chairman Richard Fraudenstein about his resignation. So so in February, as we know, the 51-year-old stepped down as national coach uh, after rejecting a six-month contract extension, believing he should have been signed to a, I think it was 51-year extension he was looking for. So he just put me in the middle, so he uh, made his way out the door. Um, but he was speaking at a Chamber of Commerce and Industry event in WA um, during the week. And Langer basically, for the first time since his uh, departure, went into what had kind of happened around it. So the first thing he said, so this, this is Langer talking about uh, Fraudenstein. The first thing he said to me was, it must make you feel so good that all your mates are supporting you in the media. Langer began. <laughs> I said, yeah, it is acting chairman. But with all due respect, those mates are also the all-time greats of Australian cricket. Yeah, they are the fabric of Australian cricket. They are Australian cricket. They also work all around the world in cricket. So, yeah, I'm glad my mates are looking after me. Imagine if you had had. So, um, yeah. The best thing about that, Mick, is that that is exactly how he said it. Yeah. The emphasis on mates almost blew out the speakers in the fucking, on my computer at work when I the video like um yeah so ironically last six months of my coaching career were the most enjoyable period of 12 years of coaching according to langer that happens when you fucking win a few things old jl um, (laughs) so not only did we win everything that's the first time i've heard him say we because it's usually i won a world cup i won the ashes but um but he reckons he had energy he had focus and he was happy beside the bullshit politics was his words yes roscoe yeah, that's interesting. You said the last six months were the um, best because I think the players said that too because uh, they made him step back. Yeah, <laughs> he barely did any fucking coaching. Yeah, yeah, he felt nothing. relaxed and comfortable. He wasn't doing anything. I reckon the um, the last six weeks of my long holiday I had, where I did nothing, were the best six weeks. Of... <laughs> Come on, mate. Of your working. Career. I do love it. The Yes, that's correct, acting chairman. Like, yeah, come on, mate. <laughs> also, what the fuck's he doing talking to the Chamber of Commerce for? What the fuck yeah, would you have conference? But I think what he doesn't get is that, yeah, they're his mates. They're not the fabric of Australian cricket. They're just people who played there for a period of time. Yeah. So move on, Bellend. <laughs> the interesting thing was, and we talked about this um, on our... Uh, media junket that we went on to the sunny town of Learmont over the weekend, just on the <laughs> podcast dime, just all you sponsors out there just blowing your money <laughs> on beers at the, Lim- at the Stag Hotel in Learmont. But um, Ball had a really, David, you had a really good point where you're talking about, like, he feels like he's so hard done by because he lost the Ashes and the World – and I'm sorry, they won the Ashes and won the World Cup and he got the sack. 
But the reality is, is that he's also achieved a couple of other things that probably should have got him the chop a lot earlier. So do you want to talk about that, Dave? Yeah, he that fucking lost to India twice at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no one's lost to India at home in Australia. And then, I mean, I'll give you one. Twice. Yeah, I'll give you one when uh, Warner and Smith were suspended. But yeah. I'm not giving you the second time around. Fair enough, Finch has opened the batting in test cricket. You know, it's always going to be a hard one. But second time around, he had a full-strength team, full-strength attack, and couldn't get the job done. So if he wants all the credit for the wins... You gotta take all the bloody credit for the losses too. You also, know. full strength attack, full strength team, and India severely weakened. Lost their yeah, best well, bat, well. the captain, yeah, yeah. and like their entire bowling lineup essentially Playing against their bloody second eleven. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and that's the thing. Like we talk about this all the time, but this is the thing. When any, whenever anyone brings it up with me, because everyone assumes about me, because people who know me personally know I am short. And I'm angry and I open the batting. So everyone thinks that I'm going to sympathise with Justin Langer because we share those three traits. You hate acting but, chairmans too. So yeah, and I fucking... Oh, do I hate an acting chairman? <laughs> Jesus. And do I have mates who play cricket? <laughs> but, um, the very fabric of the NMCA. Very, very, yeah. fa- very fabric of park cricket in northern <laughs> Melbourne. But, um, but the thing about it is everyone's like, oh, I can't look, you know, oh, how hard... I'm like, no, 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 fuck him. Get out of the World Cup, get out the Ashes. In the lead up to all that, for one, we were never meant to go anywhere near that World Cup. We were playing so fucking badly. And then we, like I said, we lost India a couple of times. We've done all this stuff. He got so much fucking leeway in his time that when it finally got to the point where we we're like, yeah, we want to hold you accountable. So we offer you this before the summer. And he says, no, they win everything. And he thinks that means he's got some kind of power. So, nah, mate, you get judged on. Your whole time as coach, not the last fucking three months where you won a few things, mate. Well, it doesn't work that way. Mate. Uh, mate. Uh, mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, <laughs> not the AFL where you're like fucking Chris Scott. You take over a team that can win a flag on its own and that gets you 15 more years of coaching belong. It's not the way cricket works, Justin. Yeah. Mate. Agree. Mate. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Acting, but, mate. Yeah, so <laughs> if, you if, you if you haven't seen the video, do yourself a favour. Uh, it is, it is. I think we've been it, pretty accurate with it. Vintage yeah. Justin yeah. Langer. Like, it just, is. The whole, and like, I, I love it. when Usman challenges me. Crazy <laughs> fucking eyes. It's the same. It is the same fucking energy going out into the universe. Fuck, he's intense. Sorry, I'll stay. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. No, I watched the video and I thought, well, I now know exactly why they sacked him because he's yeah. just a prick. There's nothing to do with that in the change rooms after oh, a loss or a oh, win or whatever, yeah. you know, like maybe Virat Kohli acting like a dickhead during the game and everyone's got to hear about it from Justin Langer afterwards acting like yeah. that, you know. Well, like, oh. Justin, it's fine. Like, tell us what you think, but can we at least sit on seats? This fridge is going my back in. <laughs> I wonder I can't get up for two tests in a row. I'm sitting on the fucking fridge the whole time, Justin. Piles. <laughs> Give me piles. Where did you get 12 fucking bar fridges, Justin? <laughs> Fuck hell, mate. And one each ergonomically perfectly heightened for each different player. So you've got the small ones for the short openers, tall ones for... Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. It's good. Yeah. Maybe maybe a bit of a um, what are those freezers called where you lift yeah, the lid up? I think Billy's can like just sits on a normal fridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Way to take a good joke L and just run it straight nah. the <laughs> You just gotta keep adding to it. That's what you gotta do with jokes. Just the add water on top. and the ice comes out the door, you just push it in. Yeah. yeah. Ice maker. Yeah, plumbed it. plumbed ice maker. Plumbed That'd be good for all the injured fast bowlers. Just yeah. straight yeah, Hop inside the fridge. Even. <laughs> Straight onto their side strains or Morsley injuries, as we call them. Then a mortar. All righty. I think that's enough of fucking Justin Langer and his fucking dickhead behavior. Uh, next Give it another few yeah. weeks and he'll do yeah. something else yeah. again. True crime potty will continue. Yeah. Now yeah, he's you know. now he's got a taste for speaking his truth as people like. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's got a taste for it. I reckon you're going to hear something all the fucking. Oh podcast. yeah. We'll do the pod. We'll do a podcast with like fucking Mark Howard or something, and you'll tell you all these inside secrets about what went on and rah rah rah. rah. Fuck. We'll have a weekly column in whatever the Western Australian paper is. The Western Australian. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently the other thing that came out of that, which I didn't have in my notes, apparently you also said that there was never any true in- interest in him being English coach, even though he openly said it to the media. 
which is interesting. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you be you, you do you, Justin, as the kids like to say. You do you, buddy. Um, all right, just being the Australian uh, team, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, upcoming tour of Sri Lanka. So, um, as we, as uh, some of you will know, and some of you won't if you don't keep up with world events, but there's a bit of turmoil in Sri Lanka at the moment, unfortunately. So, um, there's been some changes due to this to some of the Australia's, some of Australia's white ball matches. So, they have been um, moved to be day matches, and that's due to the country having a shortage of fuel and medicines, and they're actually struggling with rolling power cuts across the country. So the Aussies three T20 and five one day matches between the 7th of June and the 24th of June have all been moved to day games. So while they officially haven't been announced by Sri Lanka, uh, uh, Cricket Australia pretty much have confirmed that that's what's going to be taking place. Um, So the Australian Cricketers Association Chief Todd Greenberg admits the players feel a level of discomfort about touring Sri Lanka in these circumstances. You would certainly fucking hope so. Like, if you were going to a country going through this type of thing, you would hope that you probably don't feel real comfortable about it because it's not a real good situation. Um, I'm surprised they're going. I really am. Like, with the amount of... With the way Cricket Australia loves to call off a tour for a reason, and this is probably not the worst reason in the world to do it. I'm, I understand why they're going because, you know, the country still needs to kind of do some things that can help the economy and tick things over and stuff. But it's a big call to be going. Yeah, it's a big Apparently, it's all going to go ahead. It's planned, I reckon. So for the Sri Lanka as a country, put resources into a professional cricket team vision yeah. when their own people are struggling. Yeah. Mm. So it's an interesting one. So, but oh, I don't know, mate. Cricket just cricket makes the world go round, Roscoe. Like you don't need yeah. food, you don't need power, you need cricket. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> to support. Maybe this is actually a Australia turning turning over a uh, leaf. And oh, actually going to free. these yeah. countries without pulling out bullshit like reasons to not go. Maybe they're actually doing this now, becoming a well, appropriate the... nation in world cricket. Yeah, I think they turned the corner when they actually went to Pakistan. I can't believe. Yeah, that. well, I that's what I was thinking. So, but yeah, maybe yeah. it's like you know that's the one-off. We haven't been forever, and then they'll just pull out the same old well, shit. Maybe they keep this the same, but then when they don't want to go to like the Zimbos or something, say no, no, Sri Lanka's in turmoil. We've got to stay home. So maybe they're just going to save this one up to get out of another one later. Oh, like brownie points. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, good. I like it. That's probably more likely. That's a more cynical view of cricket Australia. It's probably more accurate, though. That's more more in line with the way we go about it. (laughs) Waive their touring fee, wouldn't they, given the situation? No? Oh, Oh, 100%. (laughs) Like cricket Australia. If not a humanitarian organisation, what are they really? Look, to be honest, I don't know too much about the governance of um, international cricket, Ross. So we'll go over to Bull on that. He loves that sort of stuff. So, what is this touring fee? And um, Bull, can you enlighten me on that front? Of cash, to be honest, Al. Um, dropped off via Hercules helicopter. Um, <laughs> Hercules helicopter. Ross and I were discussing the. Uh, Sri Lankan tour at about oh, half past seven on a Sunday morning, hungover as shit. So uh, that was a good time to, to solve the world's problems, Roscoe. Yeah. Well, the day games are a better time zone for Australia for us to watch anyway. So yeah. who cares why? It's just good. Yeah. <laughs> and there'll be heaps of eyeballs on Australia versus Sri Lanka in the middle of July. Middle so of July, you know, yeah. that'll get the, the money for the media rights right up That's there now. Yeah. Um, it might not even be on Foxtel as far as someone. It could be like that Bangladesh tour last year, which wasn't on. We'll have to watch it through Raja Bet again. Oh, <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. CrickHD.com. Don't yeah. go to that website. Yeah, it's too Oh, good. Uh, all righty. a virus, that website. Can... Yeah, that and the Herald Sun um, website. <laughs> oh, from... oh, fine. Mean... I'll get viruses from here. The Age. Uh... It's like a P hat head. <laughs> head. Yeah. Yep. 
That's good. I have a fat head, yes. Fat Righty, welcome back to the Two Dickheads podcast. We're going to move on and we're going to talk about the upcoming 2022-23 uh, Australian summer. Oh. It's going to be one of the biggest summers in the history of Australian cricket. It's a cricket so, answer. Um, so without including the Men's T20 World Cup, which is being staged, uh, later in the later this year in Australia, Australia's 22-23 international summer will feature more matches and a greater number of bilateral opponents than any previous season. Ever because everyone loves a bilateral series. If you don't love a bilateral series, you just don't love cricket. It's that simple. I prefer unilateral series. Stiff shit. Yeah, um, just so one team playing. <laughs> the men's and women's <laughs> schedules were released today by Cricket Australia. They oh, include... stiff shit. <laughs> you don't 20... wish me all the best. Okay. <laughs> they include 28 tests and limited over internationals against Zimbabwe, New Zealand, the West Indies, England, South Africa, and Pakistan. Fucking so hell. Home, that is a half dozen teams are coming to Australia, not including World Cups. The it's like the cricket. Every single summer in India, let's play about that many teams. Uh, Mick, I just say that this summer is so big, it starts in winter. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> that's so among the main... That should talking... be the selling point. The summer's so big, it starts in winter. Just when you think it's over, it starts again. <laughs> so some of the big talking points um, scheduled for this fixture. Uh, so it's the return of uh, international cricket to Perth for the first time since 2019. Uh, and they will host the Vodafone Test opener against the West Indies at the whatever the fucking new stadium in Perth Optus. is called. Um, South Africa's three-test campaign to begin in Brisbane will include a Boxing Day and SCG appearance. Considering that they were never going to play Boxing Day Test as long as the world kept rotating, that's quite an achievement <laughs> for the Australians to pull that off. Yeah. The first time they've played on Boxing Day since 2008, 2009. I've got a feeling we might have gone to. Yes, Alex. They've come crawling back with hat in hand, haven't they? That's well, it. the old South South African cricket's died in the arse now playing bloody Boxing Day tests. That's what happens when the wheels fall off. So Exactly. Mm. So uh, there'll be some Combank ODIs and T20 International against uh, Pakistan uh, for the for the women's team. Um There'll be restoration of international cricket at the top end with games being played in Townsville and Cairns. Um, the reduction in the number of T20 nationals Australia's teams will play. Um, so, yeah, with the match being cut out of the Gold Coast uh, series against the West Indies. So, and the oh, smothers yeah, doesn't weird. matter. Two-game yeah. series, that one. What yeah, so, weird? yeah, we'll quickly touch on, like Roscoe said, so, it's gonna, so this summer, technically summer, but it's not, will start on August the 28th at the Riverway Stadium in Townsville, where the men's side will be hosting Zimbabwe in three ODIs. Uh, they'll go from August 28th to September the 3rd. So basically a week, they'll knock off three games. Um, the next week, they'll go to Cairns at Kazali Stadium by New Zealand. So they'll go from the 6th to the 11th of September. Um, from there, they go. They have a bit of a break until October. So um, I'm guessing that's – is that when the World Cup is in that time frame? No. Apparently, Mick, they're going to India. They're touring India. Oh, in okay. <laughs> just just yeah. for three T20s, though, apparently. As you do. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So when they well, when they get back from uh, India, they, they'll go to the Gold Coast, to Metricon Stadium, which is the home of the AFL team up there. They'll play two T20Is against the West Indies. Then we'll have some T20Is against England. They'll be uh, October 9th. 12th and 14th. First one at the Gabba and the following two will be at Monica in Canberra. Uh. Then we have the World Cup start. So from 16th to the 21st, we've got the group stages. From the 22nd to the start of November, we've got the Super 12. Then we have our semi-finals on the 9th and the 10th of November at the SCG and the Adelaide Oval. And Sunday, November 13th, the final will be held at Blumstone Arena in Tasmania. What? No bites. That's at the MCG. Yeah, I was going to say. Go, what? <laughs> oh, look, I don't know enough about cricket to fucking question you, Mick. Like, as if I know where they're playing the final. But it did seem no, funny to me. Confidence, Alex, and people believe it. That's the yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rightio. Then it's within four days of that final winding up, uh, the 
Uh, I was going to say the Vicks. The Aussies will be taking on England, led by former Victorian Matthew Mott, who is will be their white ball coach. So they'll play um, some ODIs against them. They'll have one at the Adelaide Oval, one at the SCG, one at the MCG from the 17th to the 22nd of November. Then the test kicks off. So as mentioned, so the first test, uh, we play the West Indies, two tests against the West Indies. First test in Perth, second test in Adelaide. Uh, then we play the Saffirs um, as well in the three tests. That'll be first test of the Gabba. Second test is Boxing Day. And third test is the annual New Year's 4th of January third test. <laughs> it's uh, weird that they didn't do, I know there's a lot of cricket, right? Yeah. But it's weird they didn't do three test series for both touring yeah. sides. Like, well, West Indies only get two tests. Give them three. Like, They're fucking I, shit, I to watch them play. <laughs> They're probably better than South Africa are currently. Yeah, but yeah, we'll get more money seem, out of South Africa. They don't seem to be keen on six test summers anymore. Yeah. Mm. I think it's in, a shame. Words, in the words of acting chairman Richard Fraudstein, I think the, <laughs> I think the quote I think the quote was fuck Tasmania. I'd like that's uh, what I heard. Like yeah. that's what my sources tell me. Interesting sources, shift from my fuck WA at, yeah. to fuck Tasmania. <laughs> my source at madeupthings.com.au said yep. that's what happened. So uh, yes, then we play some ODIs against the Saffirs. Uh, there'll be one of those in Blundstone. So they get an ODI. So they yeah, it's, it's trade-off. It's uh, a day game. Then, yeah, a then we go to the SCG. <laughs> then we go to Perth. And that finishes up um, the men's international uh, summer on January the 17th. Um, and then the yeah, women's it's... have ODI series against Pakistan at Allen Border and North Sydney. And then they have a T20I series against Pakistan at North Sydney and Monica. And no tests for the women? No, not on this one. And there's been no talk of warm-up matches for the like sides coming out. So there's still a chance of more actual like um, cricket featuring yeah. international Well, 16 teams. sides are coming out, so it's yeah. at least 16 extra games of cricket. Mm, so. <laughs> so much cricket. Awesome. How good. I thought I read somewhere last week, Dan Bredick had said there were going to be no ODIs in January. To give um, the well, big bash clean air, but it is well, as they say in the classics, Ross. Yeah, he's a dirty, rotten, fucking liar. <laughs> right, it does such, say... a classic, that <laughs> such a classic. <laughs> was that that was in Casablanca, wasn't it? That line? Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, my dear, you're a dirty, rotten, fucking liar. <laughs> Maybe twelve angry men. Maybe it was in that movie. <laughs> It says on my sheet here that the South Africa three ODIs date subject to confirmation. So maybe, yeah, it does say know. that. I took I took that out because you know what? I don't care because half of this shit's probably going to fucking change, mate. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'll just circle back to Alex's comment that West Indies are probably better than South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Indies currently ranked eighth in Test cricket. Yep, perfect. Uh, South Africa just behind Go New on. Zealand at fourth. Yep. Uh, sorry, I was correct. That's good to know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to look at the respective away from home records over the last uh, eighteen months to two years. I think back to you. This is a little bit inside baseball, but looking at just Ross's forehead is cracking me up on the fucking <laughs> Zoom call. <laughs> um, Who knows what was going on? Interesting one of note, which I think oh. is just you know the way of the world at the moment. But there is no. Um, Cricket on the public holiday in January that we have. Yeah, I think that's a um, con- so, conscious effort yeah. Nick, to avoid that day. So they're uh, they're just leaving that one all alone. Cricket they did. Australia. They did this year too. It was yeah. a it was a BBL game that night. As, yeah. As there is sort of, sort of every night, but there's no yeah. big deal made of it. It was just happened to be yeah. on that day. Hmm. I get why. I think it's I think it's probably a good move until that yeah, all gets kind of sorted out. But yeah, here's an idea just off the top of the alpha cuff idea about moving the date of uh, formerly Australia Day. Move it to be like you know October sometime and have it the start of the cricket season and just do this big unique holiday yeah. to start the cricket season off. This no, is no. like, um, you, you what, like what you do. What um, sorry Premier yeah. Cricket Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you um. You, you, you put pencil in a hard concrete date for the yep. Sheffield Shield 
Yeah. And then you have the day beforehand off so you can have a parade. That's yes. what they should be. All, all teams in Melbourne. Doing. Yep, for yeah. no reason. Yep, you yeah. just all parade every, down everyone, in Melbourne. Everyone has to play in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah, shield forward. Oh, that's the G. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Great idea. Yeah. And whoever wins then has to defend their Sheffield Shield against the Vicks. And if the Vicks win, they get Sheffield Shield. See, <laughs> this is like this is the way cricket should be. Yeah, this is the way cricket should be. Challenge match. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. So yeah, so that's the summer. So it's gonna be massive and not. That's just who's coming out by us. But then, like I said, there's going to be a World Cup as well. So basically every uh, qualified T20I nation is going to be in that. So that's going to be mass. Um, yes. Humongous. Um, so we're going to move on to a bit of international cricket. So we're going to talk about it. There hasn't been much international cricket going around. But there was a game that will forever be in the record books. Or not forever, but until it gets knocked off. Um, and that is <laughs> that's it. That's how it works. Well, it's in the, it might not be a record, but it'll be yeah, in the record it'll be in books. The books. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll at least be in the top two for a while. Um, so Bangladesh <laughs> has set an unusual record in the second test against Sri Lanka in Nepal, scoring 365 in the first innings on Tuesday, which included six ducks. Jesus. So Bangladesh won the toss and elected to have a bat at the Sheer Bangla National Stadium. Uh, so the openers, Mamadul Hassan Joy and Taman Iqbal, were both dismissed to zero before an early collapse left the host reeling at five for 24. Oh. So it was veteran uh, batter, because that's it, cause he's a batsman, he's a man, batsman. Masfikur Rahim and wicketkeeper Linton Das, who combined for a 272-run partnership to revive the Bangladesh's innings. Uh, Rahim and Das both finished with centuries, scoring uh, 157 not out for Rahim and 141 for Das. Uh, only one other Bangladesh player reached double figures with the six teammates scoring ducks. Uh, so they broke the all-time record for the largest first-class team score featuring six or more ducks. And they did it fucking easily. I'll read out some of the other scores in a sec. They fucking smashed it. So um, Rahim was at the crease for almost nine hours. He faced Fuck. 355 balls, hit 21 boundaries, and it was the fifth time he made 150 in cricket. So, so yeah, so they, got, so they finished with 365, which included six ducks. So that's the record. So second is India versus England at Old Trafford in 2014. They got rolled for 152, which obviously included six ducks. Uh, 1980 was Pakistan versus the Windies in Karachi. They made 128. Uh, South Africa versus India at uh, Ahmedabad in 1996. 105 they got rolled for. And the lowest is um, New Zealand got 90 against Pakistan in Dubai in 2018. That's not the lowest, but it's the lowest of the six. Um, yeah. And for those playing at home, Bangladesh would make three more ducks in the second dig to be, the, to be just the third team to make nine ducks in, in a test match. <laughs> team full uh, of Marcus North. Oh, mate. Fuck it. It, was like, what, it must be like watching... I don't know. Fucking Jesus. Yeah, that's like a huge... Huge, sorry, Mick. That's like a massive gap between the that record and the next best. So you're right; yeah. it probably will be the record forever. Yeah, like 213 runs yeah. better than the next. But but like you, Mick, yeah, fucking imagine like fucking old mates kind of oh, fucking minefield out there. Then old keeper yeah. <laughs> and the other bloke go out and go bang 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 for nine hours. Well, back in. What's what's wrong with you, pricks? Like, what what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, flat as a tack out there. Our bottom yeah. four probably make a hundred and something between them. Oh, they're all out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also to prove that there wasn't that much going on, I think uh, Sri Lanka made like five hundred and sixty or something in their first bat as well. Hmm. I didn't. Uh, you know what? I didn't look to see if Sri Lanka had any ducks, but for the sake of the story, none. They had yeah. no. Yep. Not a one. Not a one. Hmm. Uh, all righty, Mick, yes, because right. I have a little quiz for everyone now. All righty, <laughs> <laughs> that's an all righty, which is that wasn't on the rundown. That's, no, a, that's not fine. 
find his next piece of info that he's looking for. So during the fortnight, the um, the list came out of Australia's top paid cricketers on the contracts list. And I got this uh, hot off the Dan Braddock's table straight to me. Nice. <laughs> some publication. Is it because you sat next to him on the airplane? Probably wrong. Yeah, that's it. So I got the top seven here. $17 million in player payments pool for 20 contracted players. Minimum contract of 316 k Marking pool of fifty dollars to $400,000. Match payments. Tests. eighteen k if you play a test. ODI is 7,000, T20s, 5,500, plus an overseas tour bonus of 40% extra for your match fees. So Mitch Sepson played two tests in Pakistan. So he took home $36,000 for that, plus 40% of whatever that is, again, on top. On top, top. Extra. So another what, 14 grand or that, so like nearly 50,000 bucks. Yeah. For one tour. Oh. I wish him all the best, really. Bold, and you know that's a large portion per full toss he bowled too. So <laughs> that's got to be like a bucks a full bugger. Oh, yeah. I probably the amount he bowls probably five hundred bucks a full bugger. I think <laughs> you can break it down per delivery how much he earned. <laughs> I prefer the often used metric of per full bugger. So full bugger, yeah. Okay. Right. Paddy Cummins earned a million dollars per full bugger. He probably only bowled one, I reckon. So, <laughs> Trav Head probably going at 20 grand oh. per full bugger. Yeah, so you've got the top seven earners here. <laughs> Who do you, is it? I know the answer name. to this. Oh, okay. Number hey, two is Josh Hazelwood somehow. Yes, somehow. Yep. I don't yes. understand this at all. He barely played, he was injured the whole time. He has improved a lot. In his white ball form and yep. um, ranking, so fair enough. But he doesn't play. <laughs> what was it like? Fourteen mil or something? Something ridiculous. Mr. Decimal. His name's yeah. fucking Hazelwood, not LeBron James. Fourteen million. <laughs> One hundred forty-five million dollars. LeBron Hazelwood. Yeah, great. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Paddy Cummins was number one, wasn't he, Ross? He was $1.8 million, which includes the $200,000 captain's bonus. So we had the same as mm. Noni, but yep. because he was captain, he got the $2.2 mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave Warner at number three with one point five. Mitchell Stark at four with one point four. Steve Smith, one point three. Marnus, one point two. And Nate Lyon, one point one, despite not playing white ball cricket, really. Nathan Lyon. Yeah. Is he um he does the pitches as well, so he gets an extra bonus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does ball. the practice wickets at uh, the SCG, <laughs> and he's he's smart yeah. too. Early works on a Sunday, double bubble lads. <laughs> and so he's one point one. If he didn't do the practice wickets, it'd only be four hundred thousand. So smart, yeah. Yeah. highly rated curation of pitches. And uh, this article decided to go on and tell us that um, not only were they the contracted players, but um, CA has confirmed Dan Vittorian Andrew Borovec as Andrew McDonald's assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. With here's a name for you, Alex, blast from the past. Yep. Uh, Clint Mackay will also support join the support staff for the multi format tour of Sri Lanka. Oh, wow. in what capacity? Just dog's say. body? Yes, just join, carry the bags. Ad hoc and, duties. Yeah. Scorer. <laughs> um, admin as needed, I think. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, it also, the men's team also has a new psychologist, Mary Spillane, who replaces Michael Lloyd. So there you go. It's always good to know there's many people in the track suits standing on the outside, who yeah. they might be and if they're new faces or not. Yeah. Clint McCoy, I'll for one welcome him into the fold. Yeah. Oh, best of and luck to him. Also, yeah. which part of the tent they're pissing from, Ross? That's, yeah, that's, that's it. Really yeah. Yeah. Piss it out or in? <laughs> Peter Blake's pissing in the tent. Isn't one of the old physios or something suing Cricket Australia or one of court yeah, case or something? Successfully settled out of yeah. court, Mick. Mm. Yes. And so so he, pissed right, he pissed right in the tent, right in the breakfast bowl, that bloke. He uh, pissed out of it for 15 years, then turned around and pissed straight back yeah. in there. <laughs> 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 oh, Cricket Australia are good at settling out of court. They've done it about 15 times in the last five years. Allegedly. Well, it's print media, but I don't know. Oh, Nathan Bracken settled out of court. Stewie McGill settled out of court. 
Jimmy Gill settled in the car boot. I, I was going to say, he used that money well, old Stewie, didn't he? Allegedly. He's there in the car boot, just have it, have it, take it, take it. You know, a, you can say many things about Stuart Gill, but not very good at investing his money, I think. <laughs> Probably went down the wrong track with hard drugs, allegedly. Yeah, Greek crash. Well, it sounds that Justin Langer will be settling it uh, out of court in around the back in the buck. <laughs> He settles out of court and in the fucking octagon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean car park now, Southern? <laughs> you mean in the car park acting chairman? <laughs> I think it was only temporary car park, so it was an acting car park as well. So. <laughs> you mean acting chairman in the acting car park? Acting like fair dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> Acting the full Ross. Uh, <laughs> uh, good one. Uh, all righty. Speaking of bikes acting the full, we're going to talk about the Aussies are in county cricket doing their thing. So um, at this point in time, county cricket is on its mid-season break. So it's still like the Sheffield Shield. It um, takes a gap in the middle so they can play their T20 Ram Slam blasted out your ass, whatever you call it. <laughs> so, um... Ram Blam, thank you, man. So we're gonna settle, we're gonna check in on um check in on how the boys have been doing over in the uh, English summer, as they like to call that over there. But they better settle. Um, we'll start off with Pierre. So Pierre is inside the top ten for wicket takers in Division oh. One. He's got twenty poles at seventeen point eight. So um, his best figures are six for fifty one. He also took four for eighty as his second best. I thought um, you were so going to say Pierre was inside the tenth then. Yeah, he's inside the tent at Somerset anyway. So, um, and also at Somerset is Matty Renshaw, who Somerset have moved back to the top of the order. So he's opening the batting. He's been a middle order at Dipper for uh, Queensland uh, for the last couple of seasons. But um, he scored a ton against Warwickshire, but uh, and then he made it 94 against Gloucester. So he's got 371 runs at uh, 46 so far for his summer. So he's, he's tracking along all right. Um, another opener is Mark Harris, so the boy from Victoria. So uh, he's the top Aussie run scorer in Div 1 cricket in county. Not all of Div 1, but the top, top best of the Aussies. Uh, so he's hit a couple of tons. He got 136 against Yorkshire and 124 against Surrey. Um, and he also got a half century as well against Lancashire. So he's got 434 at 48. And so a lot of these boys also are about to head over to Sri Lanka because they're in the A squad um, as well. So uh, Ren- Renshaw and Harris are both in the A squad. Yes, Ross. Aged squad. He's in aged. Australia aged. They are aged. Australia aged. So, uh, speaking of blokes who are aged, John Breadman, fellow fellow Victorian EDP, Big Dumb Pato, Jimmy Patton. So, uh, he's playing at Nottinghamshire and he has 16 wickets in his four matches. Um, He's opening the bowling there with Inman Stu Broad. Ah, Stu. Stusif. So, uh, over at Glamorgan, we've got the world number one test batsman. That is Marnus Labashine. Um, he has had a bit of an odd spot of a season. So he's made 130, he's made 85, but he's also failed to reach 50 uh, three times as well. So, But he has taken 10 wickets at 28, bowling a mixture of mediums and leg spin. So... Um, but the one that he hangs his hat on, which a lot of people would have seen around the traps because all over social media, is against Durham, he did get out newly appointed English skip-up in Stokes. But I think that was after Stokes did about 400 and hit six every part of the ground. Oh, okay. And Marnus skilled him. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, so he's got uh, 377 runs at 41, does Marnus. Uh, also at Glamorgan uh, is his Queensland teammate, more or less a McNessa. So um, he's sitting at number six on the Div 2 table. He's got 20 wickets for 22. And he's got a half century as well. So he's uh, he's going all right. Yeah, another bull over in English cricket is uh, what the feckity, Mark Feckity. So he's got 10 wickets for Essex in Division 1. So he must have some form of English passport or something. But um, he has been injured, but unfortunately. So that has ruled him out of a lot of the cricket this year. Um, and he's taking a bit of a break, still hoping to go on the Aussie A tour of Sri Lanka. But if he's injured, I don't know how that's going to go. He's got an ankle injury, so it's going to make bowling pretty tough. 
Um, another he's Aussie getting home. Yeah, he's well, yeah. wicketkeeper probably. Um, don't need an ankle for that. So it's just, <laughs> <good. It's> just, <laughs> just stand there. Gloves do all the work, mate. You just got to make sure you stand on the right end of the pitch. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of another Aussie heading home, uh, so uh, Peter Hanscom, the Middlesex skipper, will be heading home after the Sri Lanka tour. He won't be going back to England because he's a, he has a baby in August and he's like, fuck oh. this, shit. I'm going home. Yes, Roscoe. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's homesick. That's usually no. why they go home, no. isn't it? Mm. I think Hanscom oh, is he's just shit now, so that's why he's gone home. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, he was leading run scorer in shoot cricket last year again. Um, and he, and, yeah. so he, he started, his, he started his captaincy stint at Middlesex with a duck, but since then he's made 79, 48, and 39 not out. Yes, Alex. Uh, I think it's his technique. He's just too far into the crease. Like, it's not yeah. you know, just, just too weird, mate. Just too weird. Get forward. <laughs> <laughs> So, Pete does leave the Middlesex missionary positions um, on top of the ladder <laughs> in Div 2 as he goes away to Sri Lanka. Um, and he will be replaced by one of our favourites. I'm too old for this shit, Tim Murta. Yeah. 41-year-old or something. <laughs> yeah, I think he's yeah, reading 41 in the um, article I read. Uh, you young Aussie quick, Nathan McAndrew, has been at work. He missed a few games, but he's taken 11 wickets in the last three matches when he came back in. Uh, he did take the throw for again 100 in his first match of the season. So he was going all right then, but yeah. <laughs> um, Matty Kelly from WA um, has been solid as well. He's got eight wickets at North Hampshire. He also made a 42 as a night watchman. Uh, the half-brother of Sam Rainbird, Jackson Bird, is over there playing as well. Kent hasn't done much. Same three wickets and made a 50. So, um, hard as a Kent's head, though. So, good for Yeah. Fits in there. Um, another podcast favorite is Australian born but newly minted Englishman, Penis in the Pitch, Dan <laughs> So, um, he has taken seven wickets, um, at Surrey. Um, shit. Yep. Former Victorian all rounder and the winner of the cricket superstar, Ian Holland, has 195 runs and six wickets at Hampshire. Who sit uh, second in Div One behind Sari. An old man faithful, big Michael Hogan has 19 wickets uh, open in the bowling with Mick Nesser at Glamorgan. I do not know how they cannot hit that bloke, but they just fuck him. <laughs> I was going to say, Mick, I think we have a new nickname for Dan Worrell Turncoat. Turncoat. Yeah. Call him the Turncoat from now on. Yeah. Traitor. Fucking Benedict Arnold. Fucking cunt. Benedict. <laughs> Ross, is, is Steve McGoffin still playing? Oh, God. He's available. He's available. Yeah. I, heard, I, heard he, I heard he put his hand up to be captain of Millsex when Hanson was leaving. Of course he did. So did Michael no, no, Clark. No, 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 no. <laughs> Michael Clark said, I'm happy to come back and help out. Fuck off, mate. Never officially retired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard make the problem with Michael Undertale. Clark had was he didn't want to pay the $11 registration for the online registration. You have to pay to, <laughs> to the ECB to be a county cricketer. So... Yeah. Over there instead of wheat picks, my cricket with yeah. me. Fucking uh, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Oval team or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oval team cricket. Or Bar some bite. shit. Bovril <laughs> <Yeah>. cricket. Uh. <laughs> Mushy <Or>. peas. <laughs> County cricket div one comp. <laughs> <laughs> the half pint registration form. <laughs> <laughs> the wall flat beer. <laughs> Division two. Well, well the most the Div two black pudding final. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, the Div no. three full English <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> oh, good. Anyway, what else could we, come on? Let's see if I can ruin it with one more gag. Yeah. Uh, the one day cup, it's the uh, soap dodges one day cup. <laughs> yeah, there it is. We've ruined it. All right, let's go. Instead <laughs> of the Ford Rangers, like the fucking mini minor fucking one day, ah, yeah, the like Morris, that. yeah, the Vauxhall one day. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a Peugeot actually because they all love a Peugeot in England. It'll be the fucking Peugeot fucking 306 one day cup. <laughs> 
Um, all right, speaking, speaking of white ball cricket in England, so there, as we mentioned in the last couple of days, they've kicked off their T20 last season, as they like to call their version of the BBL over there. Um, so there is a few Aussies doing the rounds um, in the, that competition. So you would have seen the, there, was a, there was one doing the rounds on social media. Chris Lynn was playing in the, his first game for wherever he's playing, which is on my list, but I cannot find it. He's playing uh, in Northampton. Um, um, battle axes, broadswords. He, um, yes, he blasted a six into the backyard of a neighboring ground. But what it was is the neighboring ground had, had CCTV cameras into their backyard. So you could actually, so they managed to match him up where you saw Lynn hit it and then it cut and you saw the ball like bounce in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> the backyard. So that was pretty good. So if it's on social media, it's all over the shop. Please have a favor and find it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so T20 Blast, so we'll run through them quickly. Uh, so, uh, at Birmingham, we've got Nathan McAndrew from South Australia. Uh, Derby's got Hayden Wayne Kerr. Um, Durham has Ashton Turner. I think he might be a spinner, that bloke. Uh, Essex has Ross's man, Dan Sams. Um, Glamorgan has held yes, on is. to their two Queenslanders, Marnus and Mcnessa will both be playing at Glamorgan. Uh, Gloucester has uh, Mighty Marcus Harris. And Dr. Uh, Hampshire has Nathan Alice. Alice, who the fuck is Alice? <laughs> and born, or not born, I want to say that, conceived in a sex tape, Ben McDermott. Born <laughs> sounds better because it's born, born and Ben. That sounds better. That's one. Uh, million Dollar Man, Tim David. He's at Lancashire. Oh, Russ's man. Yeah, the man. missionary positions at Middlesex have got Baron, Jason Berendorf and the male model, Chris Green. Uh, Northamptonshire has Matt Kelly in the previous mentioned uh, light bulb, Chris Lynn. Uh, Nottinghamshire has Dan Christian. So they're going to win. So they're going to win the whole thing at DC. And they've got Big Dumb Paddo as well. So if they if they do happen to win, that will that will be DC's 10th domestic T20 Ooh. title all around the world. So, yeah. I wanted, uh, I want him to get to 11 so he can't like hold up the amount of yeah, so he can't go like this. Yeah. yeah, he has to take a shoe off to put his best toe like up. This. Love oh, yeah, it's um, good. I like so, that one. Uh, Always like got to flash his hands like. Like 11. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good. Flipping so, the bird. Uh, Somerset has uh, the wood chopper, the man who likes to eat banana flavored briquettes, the ass little. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Sussex has cruel intentions, Josh Philippe. So, um, <laughs> that dude's playing a bit of T20 blast, um, over in the old country at the moment. Well, not for me, it's the old country, for some people, it is. So, they're over in England playing that bulldust fucking T20 stuff. So, good on them. Yeah, like, I wish everyone was playing, bucks, but good on the them anyway. They're just yeah. warming up, Mick, for the hundred. So, that's it. That's the real stuff. That's they the should thing. rebrand that as the Hundo. That'll be so much better. A hundred percent. The yeah, Hundo percent, yeah. Mick. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because it's over there. It be Rhyming right. slang, Cockney shit. So it's going to be called the Boston Bun. That's oh, yeah. it. Good. Yeah. Boston. Yeah. Then you can't. You don't have to say the last bit. It actually, Rob, you just say the first bit. The Nat West Boston Bun. The Nat West Boston. On the Boston. Who's watching the Bost tonight? <laughs> Come down the Bost. Yeah, good slogans. All right, we'll put them all up on the whiteboard. No, uh, nothing wrong, Ross. Yeah. You know, we might revisit that <laughs> at a later date, all right? Yeah, we'll circle we'll up back. there. We'll circle <laughs> back, revisit that. Yeah. I'll Everyone write it up. Got any I'll write it up in invisible ink and then we'll just go back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Hundo I think, has got a really good ring to yeah, it. Yeah, that's a pick. Yeah, it sounds like continental almost, 100%. Mm. Yeah, yeah not it? Apparently, he's going to be the next manager of the soccer team, 100%. Uh, <laughs> okay. just the one. I don't know. We're we going into racist territory here? or I don't know. No, It was um, until you said it. Now we might be because it's been pointed <laughs> out. Yeah, well, you, you're big on editing. Mick, you edit that bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just go. I'll make, an, I'll make a note for myself. Yeah, cut that. Yeah, God. Um, I hope we don't lose no. any sponsors. Fuck. Time stamp for it. Frederick Harold Dawson. All our jumping off will just kill us. It'll it'll yeah. bury this thing. Hopefully they do jump off then. Uh, so um, speaking of bullshit P20 comps, uh in India had its granny. So uh, I think they call it the IPL, it's the Indian Premier League. Not many people probably heard of it, but it's just a uh, competition that I have definitely haven't heard of it. 
Uh, well, the, really the only reason we're talking about it, because we've been skipping over it for a while, but the reason we're talking about it is they've had the grand final. And uh, one of my favourites, um, and should be one of everyone's favourites, because he doesn't love a short, angry fucking cunt, is Matty Wade become the 16th Australian to win an IPL title as the Gujarat Titans down the Rajasthan Royals at Narendra Mahodi Stadium in front of a world record cricket crowd of 104,809. Knocks off the once in a lifetime 93,013 that were at MCG in 2015 World Cup final. Imagine if you didn't go, Bull, it would have been 93,112. Imagine if everyone paid to get into that game in India, it would have been like (laughs) 124,000. Blake's just jumping the fence, getting in. But um, yeah, so it would have been nice because, as we know, Rajasthan won the first title with warning. With everything that with warning, it would have been nice um, if they could have got up. But as I said um, in our pre-game meeting, that's why it's the real world, not fairy tales, because that shit doesn't happen. Bad luck, they'll play better. Josh Butler, all those tons you made to get him in the final, doesn't mean nothing if you don't make any runs when it counts, can't. Yep. Kick that fucking head off, bloody hell, knobhead. All righty, <laughs> so. Um, that is what that's all I've got for my prepared statements. So, does uh, anyone else have anything they'd like to chip in before we uh sign off? Yes, Roscoe. Um, the <laughs> National Cricket Center in Brisbane is expected to be phased out, Mick. Shit. Yes, I put, sorry, you yeah, did send me yeah, that, and I put yeah. that in. Yeah, it's to leave the facility and a wider national notes. cricket campus to be used mainly as a training base for senior and junior men's and women's international A team squads. Ah. So, it ends a 30 year association of assembling the best 20 odd. Young cricketers focused schooling to prepare for international cricket. So it's a real change of pace. Uh, and the other thing that's happening in CA is that um, they're looking to maybe change their digital arm. So big news there. Shit. So their I'm fucking think, website finally. Yeah, I think that means less bullshit articles on the CA app. So oh, they're no. just scouting for as for the most amateur podcast they can find for to get in under their wing <laughs> and um, see how they can go. So, we can take um, them from tears to fucking glory, so, that digital yeah. one. So I'll be emailing this in as our, um, as our submission. Oh, audition so, tape, yeah. And I yeah. think, Mick, it fits in with their um, vision because in 2017, the, the Cricket Strategy spoke of storytelling as an important part of growth. Fuck and we're yeah. particularly good at storytelling. So. Yeah. Fucking yeah. oh. Sometimes it's stories. even accurate. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's real. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keen to know what Cricketer Australia are doing with their analogue arm, Ross. <laughs> well, that's a good point. But here's another quote from, quote, Australian cricket has a clear identity <laughs> that connects and inspires employees who are empowered and harnessed as sports best storytellers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a shoo-in. Oh, the this time next fortnight. You will get much better sound quality from us. I can guarantee that. I love yeah. it. I, I often feel empowered on this podcast, yeah. but I don't often feel harnessed. I feel like I'm a cult. Yeah, the so I don't know how I do it. A wild Brumby, if, yeah. you, <laughs> if you will, up in yeah. the high country, wrecking the fine moss and ruining yeah. the ecosystem. But yeah. because I'm a cultural figure, I'm allowed to stay, even though I actually am a feral animal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's well, how I feel. The poor Highland frogs can't get to their water. Can we just clip <laughs> this? Saying he's a wild animal, and then we'll just put that around the world. Yep, yep. All right, some more editing. There you go, Mick. We'll just cut it there. Um, I just wanted to bring up that uh, Brendan McCullum was very keen to reintroduce some of the more attacking players the English have um, into the test side. So Mo Ali's retired from test cricket, but he said, Why not? Let's see if we can get him back. Said Josh why Butler, there's Mo no Ali reason why he can't. Yeah, I will unretire. He said he would unretire. Yeah, I, oh. I, I read an article that was the other side of it that said Mo Ali's like happy to come out of retirement. Jeez. So, mm. I, all of a sudden, all these old cunts want to come back. <laughs> They'll come back. Flags, <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. mate. Yeah. Swag. <laughs> They're all fucking up. He's, he's a really attacking player. It'll make enough. your second eleven stronger. You know that's the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always said that about Test cricket. If your second eleven of Test cricket strong, oh, yeah, your Test yeah, cricket strong. Of course it will be. Yeah. I want a about the squad. You got to build a good. Yeah. Sorry, Mick. Oh, I just said it's all about A, mate. You got to build a good A system. Blanker yeah. A, sprayer A. Yeah. That's it. And about, then what, what they want in England lines is an average age of 35. Yeah. 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 Blokes from the crowd. Yeah, there's no point having just kids in there. They'll get smashed yeah. every week. They won't learn how to play proper cricket. That's right. So. No. Yeah. They play one day only. Dominate. That's what you need. That's what single cricket's all about. 
40-year-old bloke who bats and bowls and doesn't give anyone a chance to do anything. <laughs> the, the kids play in the one-day comp under Matt Mott, and then when they're good enough, yeah. Yeah. they can come up to the ones. Yeah. Mm. Only when there's an absolute injury, like someone's ACL was just blown completely out of their body. That's the only time the kids will get a game. But Matt Mott, Ross. Matt McCullum. No, I've got nothing for him. Just Matt Mott. Matt Mott. Bread and Mark. Bread and Mark and Matt Mott. Hand in hand. Bring in the English cricket. Hand in glove. Beautiful. Two antipodean types. Matt Mott. Matt Mott. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. So it's good. Exactly how we sort of predicted it here. Some absolute shitters that can score quick runs are going to go into the English test side and they will be shit for many a year to come. Yeah. 13 test matches a year, 12 of them the most embarrassing losses you've ever seen. <laughs> and then one of them they'll chase down 700 on the last yeah. day. It's It'll be, be the awesome. most impressive, like 500 yeah. anyone ever made. Yeah. Fucking oh. Oh. Fucking job. <laughs> 12 of the most embarrassing losses. <laughs> <laughs> Hold out twice in a day on six of those occasions. Uh, beating out right in a day. Oh, See it's all about your natural game, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Pick the eyes out of that. Uh, good. A little bit good. more uh, cricket governance for you, Mick. No, oh, okay, buddy. What do you got for me yeah, now? So, um, Cricket Australia's second busiest <laughs> David Beakley has taken legal action against Cricket Australia. Beaks. Yeah, it's put sharp. Is that right, on... champ? Well, there you yeah. go. The Beaker. It's put sharp focus on the high performance manager, Ben Oliver, who dismissed Beakley earlier this year. Ooh. Mm, they came to court settlement. And it says that uh, mm. Oliver is. Um, a little bit of pressure because he was a supporter of Langer. So it's put his position oh, in an interesting This will place. be ugly. This will play out in the courts yeah. for years and years. Oh, yeah. This will. Then Beakley's rapid removal just before the Pakistan tour of set players and support staff. Mm. Mm, Mark Beakley. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now, it's interesting. Oliver worked closely alongside Langer at the Perch Scorchers and WA, where they won a heap of big bash titles and one-day titles. Earlier this year, multiple sources claimed that Oliver originally proposed Langer be awarded another contract as Australian coach of two years. Wow. Lucky he's not fucking. So there's a bit of there's a bit of Langer true crime uh, podcast going branching off into a new um, I think its own series could have the well, I look forward to the next uh, WA Chamber of Commerce when we get Benny Oliver up there yeah. and discuss the acting chairman. Go my mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mate's mates. <laughs> the so fabric this... of Australian cricket. <laughs> so I like this spit-off idea, Ross. So it'll be like the Fraser of cricket podcasts. That's it. Yeah. Start yeah. off as cheers, spin yeah, it off yeah. as another show. Yep. Be a bit like um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, though. Yeah. It'll be the short oh, leg <laughs> podcast, the Justin Langer story. Yeah. <laughs> mm. oh, good. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good. All righty. That's about that. Um, do we have any listener feedback? Oh, just that we're. Probably up there with some of the best podcasts going around. Um, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, just oh, it's just I'm just hearing it everywhere. You know, like it's I haven't got one specific example. It's just what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm hearing it from acting chairmans everywhere. <laughs> just mentioning Mate. it to me, just just you know acting, randomly coming up to me. Yeah, G'day, acting I'm acting chairman. chairman. Acting I got presidents. a story for you. All right, I got a yep. story. So, um, as you know, we uh, ventured to Ballarat. Over the weekend, so and um, I have my mid-off cricket podcast t-shirt on. Yeah, always selling. Got a rep. So, yeah. um, as we're leaving the two o'clock in the morning kebab caravan, boys <laughs> like saw us and started flagging me down, going, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" And I turned around to say, "Yeah, I'll sign some autographs for you." And then, is this your mate's phone and keys? Uh, like, yes. yes, it is. And we took That's them and we kept right. going and eating our kebabs, and that was. <sighs> It's hard to pick up your phone and keys while you've got a HSP open as you're walking, spooning that stuff into your mouth. I should have stayed out by the sounds of things. I would have got a kebab. I walked Good past day. McDonald's and it was fucking closed at 11 o'clock or whenever the fuck. Oh, we were fuck yeah. That's unacceptable, really. Yeah. It's a concerning trend. Yeah, McDonald's yeah. being closed that early. Yeah. Have a That's why Hungry Jacks are better. Sponsors we wonder why we're in a recession. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We definitely. That's the reason. 
Mac is closing early. Imagine how much money for the community they would make between 11 and yeah. 1 a.m. Oh, Big business is hoarding. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. made money. They have to pay the kids who get put more money back into the economy. Like that's Exactly. It's the way it works. And the local mass. hardware stores get more money from all the chroming that goes on. You know, it's <laughs> just yeah. uh, wealth. more wealth. The economy's going to ruin, I reckon, because of that one decision. Because <laughs> there's yeah. no chroming. That's right, yeah. spot on, Ross. Yeah, the death of chroming is the death of the economy. You're in charge now, yeah. Yeah. It's a key indicator of GDP. Plastic bags for everyone. Oh, that's the next election <laughs> promise. Everyone gets a unlock plastic bag. Unlock the paint cabinet elbow. Get the paint cabinet unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I think we jump the shark on that one for another week. Um, yep. So, a bit later than we normally jump the shark. Anyway, so good for us. Um, all righty. So we just all the best. <laughs> with that being said, uh, this is the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Uh, buy yourself some Fred, uh, the, the, the Frederick Harold socks. Um, what's the next big thing coming up? I don't know. Fuck it's it. a Labor Day Queen's or something? Oh, Queen's 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 so buy yourself. I don't know if they have freeze MND socks. So if they don't, buy some other socks and then give some money to freeze MND as well. Help out. Put trees in the ground. And cold people in water. Do both those things, all righty? And that'll do us here at the mid off Figure Podcast. And as they say in the classics, that cunt's a dirty fucking liar. See you next time, everybody. <laughs> we found it's our new sign-off. We found our new sign-off, <laughs> you dirty fucking liar. You Steve a dollar. <laughs> <laughs>